From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for December 4th, 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Teresa Eccles, and Will Perry. John Magi and Kevin Close are not here today. They had some prior commitments, and will be back with us again next week. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of emails and voicemails that we're going to play for you today, but I uh, do want to mention that the uh, inbound emails have been a little, uh, little on the weak side. We've been getting them in, but not the normal volume. So I want to uh, just remind everybody, the email address is podcast at wdwinfo.com. And you can also send us a voicemail toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 310 If we play your email or read your email or play your voicemail on the show, you will get your very own Diz Unplugged t-shirt. And we select one listener at random whose email or voicemail we played on the show at the end of every month. And that person gets to pick a number from the prize matron. Anything in there from a $25 gift certificate all the way on up to a uh, five-day, four-night stay at Disneyland. Some nice, uh, some nice prizes. So uh, it's podcast at wdwinfo.com or toll-free 877-310-9662. We also have a tutorial on our podcast main page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. There's a tutorial if you want to record your voicemail on your computer and send that to us, certainly voicemails with better voice quality or better sound quality are more attractive for us to play. So it may give you a little bit of an advantage, but it doesn't mean that we only play those. Uh, I really try and pick the ones that have the best questions or that you know have something I think is going to make it interesting. So please, by all means, send us your emails, your questions, your comments on the show, your suggestions for the show. Uh, your experiences in the parks, uh, your experiences at restaurants, things like that. All that stuff is good Good information, things that you think um, either A, you'd like to know, or B, you'd like to share with our listeners. Because you know one of the ways that our site has uh, become the site that it's become is that uh, a lot of our visitors share their information with others. We do that on the boards. We do that on the show. So if you have anything you want us to discuss on the show or anything you'd like to share or ask us, podcast at wdwinfo.com and with that out of the way we oh i do want to mention that uh be prepared we're we're going to be uh, uh selling the shirts as part of our fundraiser for give kids the world very soon uh the shirts have arrived we're just setting up the back end apparatus to accept the orders and all that good stuff but this is a uh, fundraiser we're doing in memory of bob varley for Give Kids the World, the shirts are going to be twenty four ninety five, one hundred percent of that money, um, twenty four dollars and ninety five cents for every shirt. I thought it was ninety nine cents, but was four cents. Yeah, twenty four ninety. <laughs> no, yeah. well, twenty whatever, twenty four ninety five. The entire amount goes to Give Kids the World, and uh, the administrative costs, postage, printing of the shirts, all that stuff is being uh, donated by Dreams Unlimited Travel. We want every dime we collect going into. Uh, Going to Give Kids the World. It's a wonderful organization. If you're not familiar with it, it's a, uh, a village that was built 
by, I believe his name was Henry Landworth. He used to own the uh, Holiday Inn Main Gate East. And he used to, uh, you know, when kids from Make-A-Wish needed to come to Disney, uh, he would provide rooms for them at his hotel. And word got out that, you know, he was doing this and it became real popular. And he decided to build this village. And it's an amazing place. It's an amazing place. So, you know, for children with life-threatening illnesses uh, to come to Disney and experience uh, Disney is part of their their wish, and it's it's just it's tremendous. Uh, we'll put a link to them, uh, their website on the show notes page, so you can learn more about it. Uh, can't think of a better organization to raise money for here in Central Florida, and our goal is ten thousand dollars. We want to sell four hundred of these shirts, and I think we should have no problem doing that. I know we already have quite a few people that have signed up in advance, telling us they want shirts. We needed to know how many to order. Uh, or at least get an idea of how many to order. It was you know kind of tough to guess. So, but Will is wearing one now, and I must say they look quite nice. It's a new design from what we had been uh, have been providing. It's not the same shirt that you're getting with the emails. Uh, if you get your email or voicemail read right in the show, this is a whole new design uh, that we've developed specifically for this. And, and th- uh, those coming to Mouse Fest that pre-ordered their shirts there's a very good chance that you'll be able to pick them up there. Yeah. Yep. If you're coming to mouse fest and you've placed a pre-order, uh, we will have the shirts with us and, uh, we will also be uh, selling the shirts. Hopefully. Hopefully we're, that's, uh, there's some things we need to work out there. Yeah. If we want, if we're going to bring five boxes of shirts and who's going to be dealing with the money and stuff like that. Exactly. But either way, shirts are in so soon, soon you're going to be able to show your support for give kids the world. They make a lovely present. So, all right, with that, we're going to go and get started with our first voicemail. Um, I, I love when our listeners get creative with their voicemails, and uh, our first one this week is from Diego, who has a review of his stay at the Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. And so here is Diego. My name is Diego, and I have a review for the Fort Wilderness Campground. Let me start off by saying that I've always been a city lover, born and raised in one. So when I first heard the news of, that we were going camping at Disney in a tent, my thought was, <laughs> have fun, I'll be at Pop Century. I'm sure you're telling me all about it. But boy, was I naive. Fort Wilderness is a truly overlooked gem from beginning to end. That being said, let's begin. There are two ways to check in. You can do the regular park check-in in the lobby, or you can use a drive-through check-in. Drive-through has exactly the same uh, information as the lobby, but feels a tad rushed, but still cool to do once. I recommend getting there as early as possible because you will need time and daylight to set up the tent and whatever else you may need to set up. Doing so with a car light is a pretty hard thing to do. Every set includes two regular electrical outlets, two water faucets, one with a hose, a cable TV output jack, a grill, a table, and a parking spot. The actual camp space is between 25 by 25 and 25 by 60 and is made of sand, flat, and inspected after each guest for metal scraps, etc. All of this done with a metal detector. You can actually see the cast members checking it. Near each loop, there is a comfort station and these are incredibly clean. Every time I would go in there I would see a cast member inspecting it or cleaning it. 
the showers are a fairly good size and water reaches a pretty hot temperature as well as pressure, which some people I know like that. I really can't stress. I'm really loving the page turn, Diego. <laughs> enough how impressed I was with how clean these bathrooms were. They each had their own small bench for you to be able to sit in, as well as hooks to put towels, clothes, etc. You're gonna need to bring your own shampoo and soap. It's not like other Disney resorts where you are, where they give these things to you, but they do have them available for purchase in uh, comfort stations and whatnot around the area. A few things you should definitely take are things such as coal, uh, lighter fluid, matches, or a lighter. Take bug spray. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have some extra. Take blankets because it's Florida and you never know how the weather's going to be. But take heavy blankets as well as light blankets. Is there Are there mortar shells going off behind you, Diego, while you're recording this? <laughs> I thought Sorry. it was dinosaurs or something. <laughs> T-Rex is walking outside his house. He is a foot wilderness. If you can, definitely bring one of the inflatable beds rather than sleeping in a sleeping bag because it does get kind of uncomfortable on the floor. Other than that, pack as if you were going on a normal vacation. I mean, just try and pack as light as possible. As for the actual campsite or loop that you stay in, try to stay anywhere between the 400s and the 1400s since that is in the orange and purple buses route. And the orange seems to be the most active bus route. Uh, the next most active would be the purple one. And the yellow one was just a nightmare. I had to wait about a half an hour to get one of my buses one of the nights. And the second night, I ended up just walking to my campsite because it was just a ridiculous wait. But other than that, the buses were great because you could actually take a bus from the settlement towards Epcot and Animal Kingdom. And you could take a boat from settlement as well to the Magic Kingdom. And if you wanted to go to Disney's Hollywood Studios or MGM, you can just go back to the outpost and take it from there. The bus also goes from there to downtown Disney. Now that we have all the basics covered, let's go into the fun stuff. The amount of activities and things to do in this resort are just mind-boggling. For starters, they have Chippendale's Campfire Sing-Along. It's great because it's the only place in all of Disney property that you will be able to sit, along, sit down and spend some time with Disney characters for free. And they will spend a good amount of time with every single person there after they come in and do their little skit. It's great. It was a lot of fun. They bring out marshmallows for everybody to roast and use. And afterwards, they play a small movie, or actually a full-length movie, on a theater that they have set up right there in the middle of everything. During the day, they also offer archery classes for $25 per person, but the space is limited and you have to call at least a day ahead of time so you can make a reservation. If not, it's just walk-ins and it's pretty hard to get a walk-up for that. Um, they also have horseback riding, they rent bicycles, they rent canoes, they rent boats, everything. I strongly recommend if you get the chance to take a bike ride. I took one and we saw 13 deer, one armadillo, and two rabbits. And a lot of the trails that they have go through some amazing and beautiful scenery within the campground that you just would never expect to see in Disney. Another fun daytime activity is the boat rentals. They rent the, the water mice, the small little boats, which are a lot of fun. They go up to 22 miles an hour. But you have the entire lake that is in front of the Fort Wilderness Lodge and the Contemporary, and there's also a little canal that will take you over to the lake in front of the Magic Kingdom and the Ticket and Transportation Center. 
and they're very lenient with the rules and what you can do and what you can't do, so I would strongly recommend um, going through there. It's for half an hour, it's $38. For 45 minutes, it's 42 And for, 40, for an hour, it's $48. So it's totally worth it, in my opinion. If you go up towards the settlement area at night, you can actually go ahead and sit in the little beach that they have. And if you look up at the right time, you'll be able to see all the fireworks from the Magic Kingdom. And right after that, about half an hour to an hour, usually, they have the... Oh, that's what's going off. <laughs> you just happened to look up. <laughs> see, oh, fireworks. That's what's making that noise. A water pageant, which is another one of those little hidden gems that Disney has. Both can be seen very clearly from that area because there's not much, not many trees covering either one. So it's 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 a cool thing to see at night. That's just a basic overview of the big things that there are to do. But when you check in, they will give you a newsletter with all the activities going on, with a day-by-day play of everything that is available that week. And it changes um, on a weekly basis, but you can be assured that there will be things to do, such as a pool bingo uh, game, as well as a dance party and whatnot. And now that we have that covered, let's go into the final and, in my opinion, most important part, food. Um, I'm sure that the Hoopty Doo will be reviewed eventually on the actual show, so I'm just going to go over the Trails End restaurant. Lunch is $12.99 and breakfast is $11.99. Lunch is okay. It's not a big deal. Nothing out of this world. It's just a regular buffet. It's actually kind of small what they offer. Breakfast, on the other hand, was just massive. They had a good amount of everything from waffles to uh, French toast, egg, everything, everything, and it was great. And the service and the servers are just perfect. So I strongly recommend that if you're staying there, you definitely at least have breakfast once on Trails End. So all that being said, it was a great weekend and a great experience. It's as close as I'll ever be to camping. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed the review. Um, Bob, we miss you, and the rest of the podcast crew, you guys are just amazing. Keep up the great work, and thank you for everything you do. Goodbye. Well, thank you very much for that uh, review, Diego. And uh, you neglected to uh, give us your contact information. That's something I need to remind everybody when you send in a voicemail. Uh, please be sure to send us your contact information so that we can get in touch with you for your, uh, uh, your, your T-shirt, your lanyard, um, your prize, whatever it is. But uh, we really do appreciate you uh, submitting that, uh, Diego. And uh, you can... Go ahead and pick a number. Sounds like a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I see. I'm with Diego. That you know, Fort Wilderness. Yeah, I'll, I'll be over at a hotel. Enjoy yourself. But it sounds like he had a good time. Sounds like he. Got, I always you know, said my idea of camping was around the hotel swimming pool. But when I went over <laughs> to do the wilderness that wagon ride, my daughter pretty much has me convinced to go stay in one of the cabins. I don't think I'm going to The sleep. cabins I've done and the cabins I can deal with, I just, you know, the whole putting up a tent and... Yeah, I'm not into that. I'd know. rather have my super nice RV. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, Give me a $150,000 RV to sleep in and I'll camp out. But. Come on, you guys are no fun. <laughs> I love this music. Okay, though. you go sleep on the hard ground when you're eight months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I was going to buy that CD, but it's we've heard, you know, almost the whole thing now. So I loved I, it, though. I probably that tumbling won't. tumbleweeds at the <laughs> end. I, like the, I was going to sleep in front of it. <laughs> Lulling me to sleep. Diego, please be sure when you pick your number, just send us an email, podcast at wdwinfo.com. Yep. 
It's the only way we're going to know. <laughs> so, well, again, thank you very much for that, Diego. We appreciate it. Who has an email they'd like to read? I do. Go ahead, Mrs. Eccles. All right. This is from May Liao of Ontario, Canada. And she has two questions. The first one is, we'll be checking in at the Gaylord Palms on December 22nd and very excited. What is the least busiest time to see the ice show? And I called the Gaylord Palms and I thought about it and mornings during the week would be the best time. Yeah, I would agree. Stay away from the weekends. Your second question um, is actually, uh, she wanted to know if we had any ideas about traveling with an autistic child. She has a six-year-old autistic son. And isn't there um, a guest assistance card she can get through guest relations at the Magic Kingdom or any of the guest relations areas? Yeah, there is. Uh, it does have to come with, I, I believe, with a doctor's, right. uh, a doctor's note. But uh, also, there's an awful lot you can do in advance to prepare your child. Um, I know we have a number of uh, moms on our discussion boards, mm-hmm. uh, moms of autistic children, that can offer some really, really good advice. Um, so I would really encourage you to go out to the boards, uh, disboards.com. Is it and post disabilities? That. Like, well, there's a disabilities there forum. Disabilities? But also I know on our podcast forum, I know we have it, I, I can think of at least two or three uh, of our listeners who have autistic children. And uh, one of the things that uh, they've always said to me was that uh, watching some of the videos that are online, uh, help had really helped a great deal in preparing their kids for the kind of sensory overload right. uh, that they undergo at Disney World. So, you know, from our podcast main page, we have links to our YouTube channel where um, you can see different videos and kind of get a you know uh, maybe help acclimate uh, your, your child before before you get here to some of the things they're going to be experiencing. Uh, we've heard that that actually helps. It's one of the reasons we had actually had Bob start doing uh, cart cam where he attached a video camera to the back of his uh, ECV and would drive through the, the parks and uh, we ha- we actually have have that up there from uh, the Magic Kingdom uh, so it's very popular that yeah. video is very popular on YouTube it is yeah yeah and as far as guest assistance cards go I'm I'm not 100% sure of how that works I know that I knew that, that you have to have a, medic, a done, doctor doctor's is, excuse kind right. of a thing right exactly but I um, think they also don't they they can't ask for that. There's something with regulations or something. It's good to have it, but I don't think the cast member is allowed to ask for documentation. Oh, really? Because I, I can remember seeing that discussion on the boards, too. Oh, really? I know there's a guidebook mm-hmm. for guests with disabilities mm-hmm. that you can get at any of the guest relations areas. Yes, absolutely. So, well, good. Well, thank you for that, sure. Teresa. Who else has one they'd like to read? I have one. We can just keep going this way. <laughs> I have one from Angela from Ohio. I am taking four high school graduates to Disney. Of course, they do not have credit cards. They were wondering if they can use a master card, uh, master gift cards, or at the Disney theme parks, counter services, and restaurants and purchases. Or can they put money on a room and use their room key to do all these all these purchases? Any info would be great. Um, yes and yes. They can use these master gift cards, these prepaid... MasterCard gift cards, baby. MasterCard gift cards. <laughs> master gift cards. Master gift cards. Good anywhere in the world. <laughs> what, as opposed to the slave gift cards? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would go with that instead. I would use the MasterCard instead of the... Uh, Visa has them, too. Yep. Yeah. I think Corey's, Corey's shilling for MasterCard. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. He wants a commercial deal. I do have an agenda with MasterCard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have an agenda with them, too. It's called my bill. (laughs) 
So cool. Well, great. Thank you very much for that, Corey. Uh, our next voicemail comes to us from Scott, who is a veterinarian and has some additional tips to go along with the uh, segment we did a few weeks ago with Corinne Fry regarding what to do with your animals when you go on vacation. So here is Scott. Hi, everyone. I'm a relatively newcomer to the podcast. Uh, my name is Scott Shaw 10060 on the boards. I'm also a veterinarian and run a very large emergency room in the Northeast and wanted to make a comment or two on your recent uh, special edition that you did on leaving your pets behind or traveling with your pets. I deal with a number of animals every year that are left behind with people who take very good care of them and unfortunately they become ill while they're away and we have no way to reach their owners. I implore all of your listeners that if you're going to travel and you can be reached, you need to leave a number where people can reach you in an emergency. If for some reason you're unreachable, for example, you're you know traveling in the distant parts of South America, you need to have a conversation with the people that are taking care of your pets about what you would like them to do should you be unreachable in an emergency. This happens all too frequently, particularly around the holidays in our hospital, where we're left in a very, very hard position of taking care of an animal that we don't really know what the owners want us to do. And in some cases, we've actually spent thousands of dollars of the owner's money unbeknownst to them because we weren't able to get in touch with them when really they probably would have made the decision to put their animal to sleep. If you happen to own an older animal that you know has medical issues and there's a chance that you might not be able to be reached while traveling, even if it's just not being able to reach for a few hours, have a discussion with somebody, even if it's a family member that's not immediately responsible for taking care of your pet, so that they know what your wishes are if they have to make some hard decisions. The other piece of advice I would give people is if you're looking for somebody to take care of your animal, and you're lucky enough to live near either a veterinary school, which are few and far between in the country, or even more, more commonly a veterinary technician school, you might be able to find somebody that has some medical training. So if your animal needs medications, they'll be able to help you out. That could either come into your home to take care of your animal or do what we do in our house and get somebody to stay with us. Since it's, we have five dogs, it's just cheaper to have somebody stay at the house than it is to pay to board them. It's been great listening to you guys, and I can keep on listening. And thank you very much. Well, thank you, Scott, and I appreciate the um, uh, the follow up on that. Uh, especially, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, if your if your animal gets sick and you're unreachable, um, yeah, that that I could imagine would be, you know, a problem. And I don't know how many people would normally think of that, especially if they have a, if, you have, if your pet's relatively healthy. And you know what if something happens while they're uh, while you have them boarded? Um, that's yeah. So that's that's great. That's some great tips. We really appreciate that. And uh, who else has an email they'd like to read? I'll go. This is from Catherine and Jerry in Maryland, and they have a couple of questions. She wants. Well, they both want to know if you get a discount to the ice show if you stay at the Gaylord Palms. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> in a word. <laughs> Um, she also asks, are all the restaurants open during the very merry Christmas party at the Magic Kingdom? Now, not all the restaurants are going to be open, but I do have a list here, so I'm just going to go through them really quick. But um, Cosmic Rays, Pecos Bills, Casey's Corner, the Main Street Suites, the Lunching Pad, the Village Fry Shop, Mrs. Potts Cupboard, Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies, Westward Ho, the Churro Wagon, the Turkey Leg Cart, Sleepy Hollow, and the Pizza Wagon will all be open. And then her last question is, if you only have two days to be at Disney World during Christmas time, where would you say would be the best places to go? In my opinion, the Magic Kingdom is one of the best places to go, especially if you can attend the Christmas party. And then I also think that Epcot 
because of the different Christmas traditions around the World Showcase. And, and then if you have time to visit at least one resort, I'd go to the Grand Floridian. Anybody else have some other ideas? I actually like the beach club with the, the carousel. That, the I don't chocolate know, that, carousel. Yeah, that I thought that was, a, I don't know, that was a, a lot more intricate than the gingerbread house was at the Grand Floridian. How but, big is the chocolate carousel? <laughs> pretty big. It's, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like full size. Completely made out of chocolate? You can't bite it, Teresa. Oh. You can't. Yeah, it's it's not it's not for you to eat. Oh, God, Talk about a good wonderful. way to get her, she's like, banned she's for like, life. She's like, a carousel made of chocolate. Oh my gosh! I want one for Christmas. I must I must have one in my house. Now I agree. The the um, just the, the Grand Floridian, just that gingerbread house that, that right there is you know just full size house made of gingerbread, and they actually sell like product out of it. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah, Teresa's like I, I must need to go, go there, there too. Now. <laughs> I, I must have one too. of those in my house as well. <laughs> but you know, as far as the theme parks, Osborne Lights. Just cool. two days, so yeah, I, was... I picked those two. But if you had two days, you would say Osborne. Isn't Lights, there a so... parade at Hollywood Studios too, like the Macy's Parade? Is that the no, no, that's, that's Universal. 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 Oh, okay. uh, she's getting her I theme go parks mixed up. <laughs> There's a Jingle Jungle at Animal Kingdom. Okay, the, jing- never... yeah, the Jingle Jungle Parade. I've never seen it. <sighs> You know I loathe Animal Kingdom. <laughs> oh, I think there, I go once a year. Another, there's, there's another word for podcast bingo. Every time Julie says I loathe, <laughs> that's well, pretty funny. They're doing that. That I was reading that thread today about podcast bingo. I think we got to do something with that. We got to like make some kind of formal game out of that podcast bingo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I you know I always found that uh, you know I haven't been around this year. I'm I'm hoping to go this weekend. But uh, do the resorts and see what's set up for Christmas. But, uh, you know, Polynesian was always pretty lame. It um, still is this year. Is it? How about <laughs> contemporary? Have they done anything? Um, they have the Pinocchio and Geppetto. Mm-hmm. That that was sort of nice. It's not very big, but it was. And you had to read the sign to realize that, again, it was made out of baked goods. Mm. Yeah, the Poly, I, I got to tell you, there's, I mean, I love the Polynesian. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we gave it a great review. When we were there, it's one of my favorite resorts of all time. But there's just there's weirdness about how the poly is run, between not having the jacuzzi and the the absolute lack of any meaningful Christmas display. When you've got what Wilderness Lodge usually does, and even like you said, you know, with a contemporary that tends to be on the smaller side, but they do something neat. And of course, you know, the grand with what they do. And then the poly really doesn't do much of anything. Oh, well, they had a few more little buildings. Um, there was one that was supposed to, they have a picture of some place in Hawaii, and they've got these different things there. And one was a little airport, and it was a hangar, and they had these little gingerbread or chocolate airplanes with the propellers going on the front. Now, that I thought was cool. That and is, yeah. That was different. There was, I think there's like six of them there, but it still was pretty lame. And they hula hoop with Christmas wreaths. <laughs> See, I think the best loop, you know, for me anyway, the best loop to do for, uh, you know, resort Christmas stuff is just the boardwalk, yacht and beach, swan, dolphin. Um, they don't do much in the swan, but the dolphin always has mm-hmm. that huge tree and the train and everything else. So um, that's always a good, uh, that's usually the loop I do. But um, I got part of that loop the other day, so I have to do the other part of the loop. She has to finish it up. Yep. <laughs> well, great. Well, thank you very much for the email, Julie. <laughs> and um, who else has one? I'll go. 
I have one from Nicole Riley. She didn't have on here what her uh, username is on the Diz, but um, she had a question. It's, in the past, part of the celebration at Epcot for the holidays is having artists at the different shops in the World Showcase. For example, Jim Shore was at America autographing his figurines. Do you know if they will be doing this again this year? And if so, is the schedule released yet? In the past, it has been published in the Holidays Around the World book that they give you in Epcot. And I brought my Holidays Around the World festival guide. But, yes, they are doing things in the park this year. Um, We have the Precious Moments dolls at the American Adventure. And these dolls showcase your favorite Disney characters. And there's dates. And I'll give you an email address or a website address here in a second. Bells from Everest at Circa Zong, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, and that's December 5th and 6th, and it has unique ornaments from recycled materials found on majestic Mount Everest. Then meet the Disney tradition. Does that mean they picked up garbage on Mount Everest and they <laughs> made guess, ornaments you know, out of it? I think I want to go over and see what, what about the they... people who've like died and never been found? Do they put bones on the ornaments? <laughs> yeah, right. You know? No, it's it's Yeti droppings. <laughs> I'll report back. I'll let you know what they used. Yeti poop. <laughs> and then the final one they have is meet Disney traditions artist Jim Shore at Epcot and Downtown Disney Marketplace, and he's there on the fifth and the sixth. And details about each event can be found at www.disneygallery.com. So I hope that helps. There are, you know, there's plenty of things to see in Epcot. It's my favorite. Cool. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. Um, Our next voicemail comes to us from David Parfit, Mouse Skywalker on the boards, who is... uh, now going to be one of our uh, he's going to have the title of special correspondent for the Diz uh, for the Diz Unplugged he's going to be helping us out with some things uh, he'll be uh, helping us out at Mouse Fest doing some special things for us in the crowd during the Toy Story Mania meet but he and his daughters had a chance to attend a DVC event in Rochester, New York a few weeks ago and uh, he did an on the spot report for us and I thought we would play it for everybody so here is David Parfit at the DBC event in Rochester. Greetings, everyone. This is David Parfit, Mouse Skywalker on the boards, reporting in from our hometown of Rochester, New York. Today is Sunday, November 16th, and we are here at the Strong National Museum of Play. This is actually one of our favorite places to go. And we have a special reason for coming here today. We were invited to a DVC travel show. So this is combining two of our favorite things, Disney and the Strong Museum. And we have a couple special reporters here for the Diz Unplug. I'm going to give them a chance to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Evie, and I am here at the Strong Museum with my dad, and we are going to report um, I'm Maggie, and we're at the Stone Museum, and we're going to do the Disney Vacation Club, and some people from Disney are actually here, Disney performers and stuff. Okay, we'll check in and talk with you later. Checking into the uh, Disney Vacation Club here. We're here with Adam and Trista, so if they could just tell us a little bit about uh, what's going to happen today. Hi, guys. What's going on? Uh, 
Well, we're here at the Strong Museum, and we've got the Disney Vacation Club event taking place today. We're having all kinds of different activities. We've got presentations throughout the day. We've got some uh, dessert receptions going on afterwards, some character meet and greets, so you might uh, have a chance to meet the big cheese. Um, we've got for the kids, we've got a little kids' fun center going on, so you kids can go down and uh, have some activities and some games, watch some videos and whatnot, um, and and all day long they can enjoy the museum. So. And part of being a, being invited to our show, the Strong Museum is also giving free admission to everyone who attends today. So all our guests get to to hang out at the museum till 10 o'clock tonight. So if you're ready to pull a 12-hour day, you can stay here all day long and play. Wow, till 10 o'clock tonight. What do you think, kids? Yay! Yay! <laughs> and they gave us passes for the uh, carousel and the train. So it looks like it's going to be a fun day. And Mickey ears. You get free Mickey ears. Yay! Hi, this is Evie, and I was just in Reading Adventureland, and now we are in the Caterpillar Atrium waiting for the Dapper Dance. Have you been having fun so far? Yes. Here they come now. listen to the Dapper Dance, and we'll get a report from our reporters here. What'd you think, Maggie? I thought it was really good. It, they were funny, and they played good music. How about you, Evie? What'd you think? I thought the, um, what was the thing he's called again? The Dapper Dance? <laughs> no, the um, instruments they played. Oh, the organ chimes. I thought the organ chimes were cool. All right, off to our next event. Well, the kids have been dropped off at the kids' club. So they'll check in later about their experience there. And I am now uh, sitting in the theater of the Strong Museum waiting for the show to start. The Disney Vacation Club Travel Show. And gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the very first member of Disney Vacation Club and self-proclaimed founder, Miss DVC. Welcome home, New York! <laughs>
were just in the kids' clubhouse. Um, we watched part of Toy Story, and then we watched Monsters, Inc., and I colored two pictures. And then um, Daddy picked us up. So it was pretty good. What'd you think of it, Maggie? I thought it was I thought it was boring at first. And then it got really fun. And Why was it boring? I don't know. I just didn't know what to do. Just kind of stand around? Yeah. And then and then we um and then I colored a picture, and that took up, I don't know, half an hour. It was fun. Sounds good. Hey, girls, come, I have something to tell you. So because I sat in on the, the DVC show, they gave us a special prize. The prize is we actually get a pass to the Strong Museum for the entire year. I know. Um, I <laughs> membership for going. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. What do you think, Evie? It's so cool. <laughs> Alright, should we fill out our membership form? Um, can we have dessert first? Sure. <laughs> do you want to tell Kevin what's on the dessert tables? Oh, there's some fudge over there. So, Evie, what do you think of the desserts they have here? <laughs> that was the noise of chocolate being licked off a chocolate cupcake. And then put back on the table. <laughs> that is the noise of a chocolate cupcake being devoured. How's it taste? Okay, so we're sitting at our dessert party, and we have a great cast member, Dave, who's come over and joined us and has been talking to us about the DVC Resort, and Evie was going to ask him some questions. Here you go, Evie. Um, how is it like um, being at the Strong Museum? Oh, I, this is the first time ever at the Strong Museum, and I, I'm from Buffalo, and I never knew you had such a great place here. I'm, I'm amazed by it. I really am. The girls are really excited that they get to have a, uh, a year-long pass, actually, is coming for this weekend. That'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. That was a surprise announcement, I bet. I don't think anybody knew about it till the end, but that was our, our trump card. We wanted to definitely give everybody in the audience something to remember our uh, stay-by. So we're wrapping up our day here at the Strong Museum and the DVC Travel Show. And I have to say I'd recommend this for families. This is the first travel show that they ever had. It was here in Rochester, New York at the Strong Museum. I think they're going to start having these travel shows around the country from what I was hearing from the cast members that we were talking to. They had some good incentives if you wanted to buy into the DVC. They were offering an $8 per point credit. So for the base 160 point minimum that you have to buy, that would be $1,280 that you could use towards your down payment. They were offering some other incentives, such as a three-night stay at the Regency Hotel in New York City, plus two tickets to a Disney Broadway show. Or they were also offering a five-night stay at Disney Saratoga Springs, plus a $250 gift card and some fast passes. So again, I have to say, this is something that I would recommend for families. It was a fun day at the Strong Museum. We had a full day at the museum. And if you're interested in buying into the DVC, if that's something that you've been thinking about, 
this might be worth you checking out. That's all for now. Signing off from the Strong Museum, Maggie Perfect. Signing off from the Strong Museum, Maggie Perfect. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Well, thanks very much for that, Dave. That was great. That was uh, uh, an entertaining look at, uh, yeah. if not at moments creepy, um, <laughs> look at uh, the DVC Roadshow. And like I had said in the show uh, that went up yesterday, um, the uh, this is this is something very new for DVC. There's all these incentives they're putting out there. Dave kind of uh, covered that with the, you know a five day five night stay at Saratoga Springs or something at the Regency in New York. Tickets to a Broadway play, uh, the, these uh, the special discount on on points if you buy at a certain time, and you can you know apply that savings to your down payment. Um, you know all of those things would kind of lead me to believe that there's been a slowdown because uh, DVC never you know really offered stuff like this. They didn't do you know it's like anything else Disney. They don't offer discounts unless they absolutely have to. So I'm wondering if if, if they if they're really starting to see the impact of the economy. Because like you know, it has been as as it was reported in the news yesterday. Uh, Disney Vacation Club uh, was really one of the uh, things that helped drive growth for the company. I just uh, wonder if a lot of people don't even know what it is, and maybe by them going out and doing these things, people is it an impulse buy? I mean, could they get some people that way too? Well, I know that uh, I, I remember at least when John and I had bought into uh, uh, Old Key West. They weren't big on making you sign while okay. you were sitting there. They wanted you to go home and think about it. Oh, okay. Um, so that was never really part of their their pitch. Uh, it was never the hard sell. I'll tell you that. It wasn't like other timeshare units around here where it was. You know, if this deal is only good while you're sitting here, like Westgate. Yeah, Westgate is, I think, probably the greatest example of uh, uh, of, of high pressure sales pitch for a timeshare you're going to see. And uh, it's one of the reasons, you know, I, I personally tend to wave people off from uh, taking any of those deals with Westgate, uh, you know, because they'll, they'll do the whole, you know, three days, two nights for $199, but you got to sit through a four-hour uh, timeshare pitch to get that. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll, like, practically kidnap you before they let you leave without, without buying something. You know, I've heard stories of where people have had to get like right up in the salesman face, salesman's face and say, I sat through your pitch. I'm not buying your timeshare. Give me what you promised me. And didn't they just lay off a lot of people, Westgate? Always, always. Whenever it's that, that's a, it's a, it's always been a very volatile job over there. Um, anytime there's any fluctuation in the economy, that, that's like one of the first companies to start laying people off. So it's, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I've never been a big, personally been a big fan of Westgate. You know, that was one of the things that has always made, in my mind, Disney Vacation Club stand out, was that they never resorted to oh, any of that nice. stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they, they were, always, they've always been great to, to, you know, do business with from the standpoint of being a, an owner, um, uh, you know, a, a DVC owner. They've always been great. Uh, and there was no, I, that was really shocked John and I when we first took the tour. This was going back, going back 10 or 11 years. But when we first took the tour, and it was like, you know, we really expected there was going to be that high-pressure sales pitch. Nothing of the kind. It wasn't how they did business. How they're doing it now, I'm not sure. I'm just surprised to see that, you know, they're offering all this this extra stuff. And it's not just stuff being offered on the road show. As I mentioned, my friend Gina and her husband uh, did the DVC tour when they were down here on vacation a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, didn't buy on the spot, decided to go home and think about it. But they got the uh, special uh, 
a special price that you could apply the difference to your your down payment and the and the five night stay at Saratoga Springs, and you know that really helped them make the decision. Yeah, that really helped I would them think make so. the decision. So, uh, but again, thank you very much for that, David. We appreciate it, and looking forward to seeing you at Mouse Fest. And uh, those of you attending Mouse Fest, I'm sure we'll see David walking around, throwing microphones into your face <laughs> to interview you, and then we're going to play it on the show and mock you when you're not here. <laughs> um, I think his girls should interview kids while they're there, too. Yeah. That would be fun. I'll tell you, his girls are so well-spoken. They are. They're so well-spoken, especially for young girls. It's, you know, they're really uh, they're great on the mic. So, All right, well, thank you very much for that. I'm going to go ahead and play another uh, another voicemail. Uh, this one comes from Tim, who had some comments on my rant from a few weeks ago. So here is Tim. Hi, Pete. Um, this is uh, Tim calling. Uh, six puts eight on the board. I just want to say bravo. I just got done listening to your rant. You couldn't be more right. Disney's taken us for granted way too long. They've taken things away from annual pass holders for years, diminished it, diminished it until it's almost nothing. Uh, years ago, I used to be in the Magic Kingdom Club. They got rid of that. Then it was, what, the uh, Disney Club? You had to pay for that. But then they got rid of that. Disney News Magazine they had for year, had that for years. They got rid of that. And then they said, you know, so you can go to the website. Well, you know, bravo to you and your site. You've uh, filled in the void where Disney's dropped the ball for years. And uh, just so you know, this year we went on a uh, Royal Caribbean cruise. We were looking like a year, year and a half ago. And Disney was doing the uh, adding all, all the extra fees if you're going to take a Panama Canal cruise. And uh, we weren't even going to take a Panama Canal cruise, but that caused us to look at Royal Caribbean. And we could take a cruise cheaper there, go to the same place for a full week, almost identical identical itinerary, and had a great time. So there's other options out there if you don't just want to do Disney. So we started doing um, a couple of the other options, and we're still having a great time. So Disney better realize that the competition is really getting out there. But thank you very much. Uh, you guys do a great job. Um, I'll keep listening. Thanks. Well, thanks very much for that, Tim. Um, you know, I, I this you just kind of uh, make my argument for me, and that uh, one of the things Disney's going to have to learn is that there are alternatives out there. There are less expensive alternatives, and they're going to have to start coming up with things that are going to appeal to families during an economic downturn. You know, four thousand dollars for a cruise uh, is just you know not it's it's not it's not going to hold up. Not when you can go on to Royal Caribbean and get the same ports of call for half the price. Now, granted, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that the quality of the ships and the level of service um, and the experience between a Disney cruise vacation and the Royal Caribbean vacation is very different. Disney absolutely takes the cake. I've been on both. And I love Royal Caribbean. Don't get me wrong. But there is a, there is a level of service and quality rarely found in any uh, aspect of the travel business anymore, let alone the cruise business, that you'll find on Disney Cruise Line over Royal Caribbean. I will say that in, in all honesty. But it is one of the pe- things people will part with. They'll take something of a slightly less caliber. They'll take slightly less service in order to save enough money to still have the vacation experience. And I think this is something Disney is going to have to understand that they're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to thread thread that needle um and you know all, more and more disney's becoming for the wealthy and that means that the size of their audience is going to start shrinking dramatically as as time goes on and they're going you know and look i think i can speak for all of us we're not looking for something for nothing here just give us a little help 
just help us out a little bit. Throw us a bone, you know. <laughs> Throw me a freaking bone. It, it just it 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 puts something, you know. Beef up the discounts on the annual pass. Bring back Magic Kingdom Club. Offer us some things to help us save some money in the parks on the ground. Nobody's saying give us our vacations for free. We understand that this stuff has to be paid for. Disney's a business. It has to run as a business. It has to make a profit. I get that. But you, you may not be able, you know, again, consider the visitors in equal measure with your shareholders. And that has not been happening. For the past several years, it has been the shareholders first. The visitors are nowhere in the equation because they just take it for granted that we're going to show up and we're going to spend the money. And now that they're facing this economy, they're running around like chickens without their heads. And they're doing knee-jerk reactions to things because they just don't have a comprehension of what life is like, really, with the bottom falling out of their business. And they're running scared, and they should be, because their arrogance has brought them their arrogance has brought them the policies they have right now. And they're going to have to sit down and review all of those policies. And not just on a, on, a, on, a, on a case-by-case basis. They're going to have to take a look at exactly how it is they run their business. Because it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new economy. And people are not going to be doing in the future what they've been doing in the past. They're not going to spend the money. They're not going to go into debt. They're not going to take out second mortgages on their house, run up credit card bills. Because that's how people, that's how people for the last five years, ten years, have been going to Disney World, taking these huge family vacations and affording Disney Cruise Line vacations. The nation's been running up debt. They've been putting all this stuff on a credit card. People aren't going to be doing that anymore. So these, these vacations are going to have to fit into the normal family vacation budget, which means the price of them is going to have to get scaled back, or the opportunities for discounts are going to have to get scaled up, one or the other. So thank you very much for that, uh, Tim, and giving me yet another opportunity to <laughs> go off. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one, actually. Um this kind of goes with Tim's voicemail just a little bit. Now, what was this newspaper newsletter they used to give out? He said they discontinued. Said go to the website. Was it Disney? Um, what the Disney Magazine? I don't know. I guess is that is that what he was talking uh, about? I think yeah, I think so. Uh, they referred him to go to the the website, and I have an email from a listener um, that's talking about the official Disney website. It's kind of comparing it to ours. I like hearing this stuff, and uh, thought I'd share it. So. Says, uh, I want to thank you for the Diz. It's a fantastic website with tons of useful useful information. The navigation is a breeze. Very easy to find what you're looking for. Uh, there's a reason you guys are the number one Disney information site. Uh, you have earned it. This is especially important to all us Dizzers out here because the official Disney website is such a terrible disaster. Oh, no question. <laughs> it is difficult to find any useful information on the official Disney website, especially where the parks are, are concerned. The navigation is atrocious, and it seems like it actively tries to prevent you uh, from finding a page with actual content. It is also amazing the number of broken links or blank pages that exist on a website for a company like Disney. And when you do finally find any information, it's usually very brief and out of date. And then he says, insert peak rant here. <laughs> um, as an example, I recently uh, visited Disney's website to find the latest uh, Pirates and Princess dates for 2009. Uh, for a long time, it was listed as an events page uh, containing a message, 2008 dates are all done. Check back for 2009 dates soon. Then when I started uh, seeing the dates on the Diz, I checked back, and the Pirates and Princesses Party is no longer listed in the special events for Magic Kingdom. If you try a search, it takes you to a blank page where the previous message used to be. Uh, all this is even more aggravating uh, due to slow-loading slow pages caused by all the fancy animation. 
And this is with a fast internet connection. I can't even imagine what it would be like on dial-up. Every time I go to Disney now, I have to open a separate browser uh, while the Disney page loads to keep my from losing my mind or throwing my laptop out the window. <laughs> Overall, I think that Disney's website is all style and no substance. I guess it's kind of like the Disney Vacation informational DVD with a bunch of exciting montages, but no actual information. So, and he has a couple questions. Um, I would love to hear from the team's opinion about the official site. I'm curious if you guys use the Disney site. How frequently do you visit it? Never. Never? Yeah. I know I could count the number of times on one hand that I've been there. There was a... a a couple weeks ago, there was something for the annual pass holders that you were supposed to go sign on. They were having a tour for the um, American Idol building and a chance to go see the Cinderella Suites. And, of course, everybody went, and either you couldn't sign in because there was issues. Yeah, because if you have more than 30 people on that website, it crashes. And then when people finally got in, they went, oh, everything's closed. And so everybody goes, oh, geez, I didn't get in. Well, then here a couple hours later, they opened it for a little bit. So those people got in. But everybody else didn't, so it was badly from, handled from the beginning. From the beginning, because I've I've had a pretty much a front row seat um, from the outside looking in, albeit. But I pretty much had a front row seat from the beginning of Disney's web strategy, and I can tell you they've never had their act together where the internet has been concerned. It has always been a joke. Uh, they were very very slow to really embrace the internet. They were very slow to understand the internet. And when I see things that they do on the web and decisions they make on the web, there is no coherent strategy to their Internet development at all. Because, you know, what they'll do is they'll do the whole marketing thing. Um, I mean, granted, you know, it's that's what their website is supposed to be. It's a marketing tool. That's it. Um, it's not, uh, you know, they're, they're, the kind of information they put out there is just that it's just that it's all marketing and you're not going to get anything useful you're not going to plan really plan a trip disney is not going to tell you give you an unbiased look at their own product that's why i'm always going to have the dis that's why the dis is always going to have there's always going to be a need for the dis because disney is never going to give you an honest unbiased look at its own product right um and and i understand that and i get that but you know, he's absolutely right. It is all flash over substance. It is all about, you know, how much pixie dust can fall from the top of the screen and how many yeah. times Tinkerbell can fly around and the all music. this other nonsense in the music. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. They have great graphic designers. Their web developers suck. It's just that simple. It's just they don't think about navigation. They don't take a look at this stuff from the end user standpoint. None of the people that are designing this page, these pages or these sites are actually using them in a practical way. They don't. They, they forgot that step, and I've noticed that in just about every uh, <clears throat> every web venture that Disney has gone into, it has never. It seems like that one piece. What is the end user experience like? That one piece is the one that's skipped. You get a bunch of digit heads sitting around saying, "Oh, that's pretty and that's cool," but nobody that actually plans a vacation. Nobody that actually has knowledge of what goes into planning a vacation at Disney from a real standpoint, not from the usual, you know, not from the horse crap that they, they shovel. Um, so there's no, there's no enlightenment. And then they, you know, and every now and again, they'll do something that's obviously designed to compete with unofficial sites. And they look stupid doing it. They don't know what they're doing. I can remember one time my cable went out and I went to the Disney website on dial-up. 
very painful. You, might, you just don't even bother. Yeah, yeah, I got, I, an, e- I got an email on the feedback account and it said the official Disney website is so accurate they make you wait. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's and it's sad. It's sad, but you know, it. There's always going to be. I don't care what Disney does. I don't care what Disney tries to do. There's always going to be a market for unofficial information. There needs to be. Oh, yeah. Because somebody's got to tell them the truth. Hey, half the unofficial Disney sites won't tell you the truth. It's all pixie dust. It's all what's wonderful about Disney. I mean, there's just, you know, there's always going to be a market for that, and I'm more than happy to fill it. Well, Ben says, thank you so much for the podcast and the Diz. They fuel my Disney mania. So there you go, Ben. He's Commando 2319 on the boards. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. That's a, it's a very nice letter. We appreciate the compliment. Well, does anybody else have a, an email they want to read? No? I do. Okay. Um, mine's from Julia, Juju Bean. She's from Bro Bridge, Louisiana. I recently found out I would be attending the Disney Career Program in Walt Disney World from January 12th through late August. My cousin and I are wanting to take a short trip to the world before I start working. My question is, how long do they keep the Christmas decorations up after the holidays? I've never been to Disney World during the Christmas holidays and want to check them out. Thanks for all you do. I really enjoyed the live Diz radio show. Now, I have different answers, but (laughs) a lot of your events are only going to be through January 4th, 2009. And then there are some things that say through January 2009. So... I say if you're planning your trip before you're going to work, which is not until the 12th, that you're probably going to be able to see some things. So just need to kind of, I would say, try to make it before January 4th. So just trying to give her some sort of answer. (laughs) Okay. I have one. It's from um, Jose Serrano. And I picked this one because I had just done this. But he says, my wife's son and I have traveled to Disney several seven times now over the last nine years, and we have always stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort, my favorite. This year we went in August. After we returned home, we started asking questions if we should stay at a value resort the next time. Would it would it be better um, considering the the amount of time that we spend in our room? My question is, what value resort would most suit this family family who loves Caribbean Beach? With the economic situation, we are interested in visiting next summer, but we are trying to make it economical and affordable. And then he has a comment. It says, I would also like to let you know that I am a huge Disney lover as I still see the magic. When I found your website, it really helped my plan and prepare for the last two trips. So thank you for having such a wonderful forum for Disney lovers to remain connected, no matter how far away they may be. Thank you. Um, I, the one year that we came down here at Christmas time, I made it a game with my kids to see how much money we didn't give the mouse. And that was probably the ve- best vacation we ever had. We did stay at Caribbean Beach, but we had gone out and we had, you know, bought some snacks and some food for in the room. They were only allowed to have one bag of potato chips a day for, for a meal. <laughs> and at the end of the vacation, my kids you know, remarked and still years later say that's probably the best vacation they ever had. Cause I said, you know, we could go and, and stay like at a moderate resort because they like that, but not spend a lot of money on souvenirs and meals and things like that. So you might want to think of doing it that way. Or I just stayed at all-star music and that's a value resort. We had a great time, you know, and I think for a large family get together, we'd probably go back to there just, if you're not going to spend a lot of time at your resort, 
if you're not going to spend a lot of time at your resort, um, save that money for, you know, if you like character meals or things like that. You know, it's all what you make out of it. I think you can have a blast at Disney and not spend a lot of money. And I would rather go lower budget and know that I was at Disney than spend a lot of money at a, a fancier resort and have to watch every penny that I spend or not come. Because you are on vacation. Right. So you should, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing I always say is you're on vacation. You know, let the world behind. I will say I always like Caribbean Beach because I felt like it was a vacation within a vacation. It's like when you got into the resort, it was like you forgot there was a world outside. But, again, there's – trust me, I, I found lots of ways to justify going to Disney. And I think if you go on the Diz, you can find it too that you can get back there next year. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of strategies, all sorts of ways. Um, especially on the budget board. I mean, if you're you know looking to find new ways to finance your trip, um, the, our, our visitors on the budget board, boy, they come up with some real creative ways to save money, to make some extra money, to help offset the costs. I, I, I'm blown away every time I go onto that board. And it's funny because as the economy has gotten worse and worse, the traffic on the budget board has just gone up <laughs> I and up. I believe it. Um, actually, for a little while last month, the budget board became the busiest board on the Diz. Wow. Um, and when you can overtake theme parks and community, which are normally that those two are usually vying for the number one spot. Um, but when you can overtake, that's the first time it's ever happened that some that, that a board has overtaken uh, hmm. theme parks or community. Hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, theme parks, community, resorts always maintain the top three. So budget coming up out of nowhere, basically. And, I mean, budget's always in the top ten, but uh, we've noticed as the economy has gotten worse – um, that board has become more popular. So there's a lot of great tips and, and suggestions out there, too, um, in terms of that. But, um, you know, for me personally, um, you know, yeah, Caribbean Beach, you're getting more theming. It's more of a hotel environment than I would uh, I would consider the All-Stars or Pop Century. But, you know, if you're not spending a lot of time in the room, really, what's right. the difference? I mean... And the pool at Caribbean Beach now is pretty neat. So if you wanted to maybe spend a day at the resort instead of going to the parks, you could do that too. Yeah, so you know, saving money is always going to involve sacrifice in some way, shape, or form. So you're going to have to decide what's really important to you. Leave a kit at home. <laughs> Boy, Teresa's just you know, Teresa's just right there with that, isn't she? She camped off and camped off. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. And our final voicemail today comes to us from Michael Alexander who has a thank you for us for the Toy Story Mania meet, which is coming up on December 13th as part of Mouse Fest. We're all very excited about that. So here is Michael. Good morning. This is Michael Alexander, Banner Mouse on the Boards. Um, just wanted to call in and I had a comment. I know you almost be getting tons of um, emails and phone calls thanking you for the um, Toy Story Mania meet that you're putting on. And I just wanted to add to it because I think it's great. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's actually going to be one of the highlights of the trip for uh, my cousin and I. We're going to the Candlelight Processional the last night we're there. And then we're going to the uh, TSM meet, which also is going to be a great uh, time. And we're looking forward to that very, very much. Wanted to thank you again for that. And I think a month or two ago, y'all had mentioned y'all were going to do a review of the arcades. I haven't heard it yet, so hopefully you haven't done it yet. And I wanted to make sure that whoever does it would look into the pinball machines also. I actually like the pinball machines better than the uh, video games. 
And I know in the last year or two when I visited, the beach and yacht club did not have any pinball machines, and the wilderness lodge did not. The Polynesian did have two. Um, so I would like you all to include the pinball machines in your review when you do the arcades, because I think that would be good, because some of uh, your listeners, I'm sure, enjoy them too. I uh, just want to thank you for that, and keep up the great work. Y'all are always fun and informative. And good luck, Mr. Pete, with your um, treatment. And good luck, Julie, with your uh, pregnancy. Thank you all. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Michael. I appreciate the uh, uh, your, your, your calling, and I'm looking forward to meeting you at the Toy Story Mania meet next uh, next week. You and about 500 other listeners, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we, have not, uh, we have not done the uh, arcade reviews yet. Uh, they were started and kind of got interrupted, but... It's something we plan to pick up again, uh, probably in the new year. Uh, we'll start to start doing more of those. That's old, my neighbor's lawnmower going off behind me. Um, so who's the pinball wizard? Who's who's doing the review? It'll be Max and I. I think I think oh, Max cool. and I are going to go do it. Um, That'd be neat. I'm uh, I'm pretty well versed. I'm you know for for 43. Well, excuse me, 44 year old. I'm pretty well versed in the video game arena. And arcades, I, you know, always hung out in them as a kid and never quite got over it. <laughs> my uh, my house is full of video games, video game systems. Oh, and if those of you that have a Wii, if you you just want to ne- not be seen or heard from again, go buy Animal Crossing for the Wii. I used to, I played this on, uh, I played this on the GameCube and became hopelessly addicted to it there. And when I saw they came out for with it for the Wii, I was like, oh dear God. Because I spent, I can't tell you how many hours. It is the stupidest thing going. You just got this game. like It's the stupidest <laughs> thing going. Well, no, I'm saying when I when I got it for the GameCube oh, years okay. ago, um, I, I spent, I mean, I played this, I played it, it was the only game ever that I played every day for a year. Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing is the name of it. You're not hitting it with a car or something? No, you? no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. It's like a, it's kind of like a sim. It's like it's it's. I'll show it to you when we're done. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll let you see. It's it's adorable. It's it's like freaky. It's like freaky Japanese stuff, but it's really funny. It's like you know animals that talk to you, and you live in this town with animals, and you gotta you know earn money to build up your house and buy wallpaper. And, and you made fun of me and my little boo on my iPhone. Yeah, because that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Animal Crossing is really cool if if you're uh, you know it's kind of like a Sims game but with animals in a town and weird stuff and animals that talk this weird language. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, but it gets addicting. Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, I'll tell you something. It, it's I'm not doing it any justice. It really is. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Julie's writing it down right now. I've got to get that. <laughs> Corey's getting that for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'll that happen. Hmm. But, uh, all right. Well, again, thank you very much for that, Michael. And uh, that's going to do it. I want to thank him for his wishing us well, both you and oh, I. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That will do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>